0: Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bulls, and I was so excited to be in Bakersfield earlier, right at the beginning of the year, and we had a live podcast in front of our studio audience, and it was amazing to hear from Pastor Tony Kim, his vulnerable stories. I already got to hear this, but you guys are going to love to listen. Tony Kim and his wife, Jessica, they serve ministries, organizations, and government sectors, mobilizing, training, and addressing the hardest to serve populations and social justice causes and issues. And they've done it for over a decade, even before moving into full-time ministry. They have Renaissance International, which in 2009 they started. It has an episode called Train, Equip, and Mobilize, and Release People in the Church, especially to fulfill their destiny. And this is a church that they've started with a ministry base. They host regular events. They believe they're the generation that is going to usher in the greatest revival in the world that we've ever seen, which I love. Tony also leads a global relational revival and reformation movement called Roar Collective and has a school of revival and reformation called the Roar Academy. They have three children there in Bakersfield, California, and you're going to love to hear from him because not only is he very vulnerable, like I mentioned before, but he's sharing from his heart places of why he's doing the ministry he's doing and how God's spoken to him. And some of us need to hear that. Some of you are listening right now and you need the courage to go on. You're going to get that courage through hearing Tony's story and the context of such a beautiful life, but also a lot of hardship. So join us. And if you're hungry for the prophetic, I'm going to encourage you to watch our supplemental show on YouTube. It's free called Your Prophetic Journey, where I'm telling stories or interacting with friends about the prophetic. A lot of my own stories, a lot of my own process. I think you will really enjoy it. As well as we have a prophetic online platform to train you. It's a training program that's weekly. It's a few hours a week. It has five videos a week. There's story-based. There's also theological-based. You're going to love it. So many people are contributing to it right now, too sharing their stories and how God's growing them. And also you can be with one of our online coaches learning how to interpret your revelation. I think you're really gonna enjoy this. So come join the conversation on Exploring the Prophetic. Up next is Tony Kim. Did you know we have a YouTube channel called Bulls Ministries? And on that YouTube channel, we have new content. It's a video show that comes out episodically every Monday called Your Prophetic Journey, and it's a lighthearted take on some really tough subjects like night terrors, interpreting dreams, signs and symbols, what to do when your kids are having nightmares, these kinds of things. We're going to tackle huge subjects, and we're going to do it with you, and it's already available. There's already a lot of episodes on there. You can watch it. You can subscribe to it. You can share it with your friends, but come to our YouTube channel and join the conversation now about how you're growing in your prophetic journey. Share your stories and also hear ours. Kim, come on up. And he pastors Renaissance Church. Let's all just stand and welcome Pastor Tony. Hello, my friend. He has this beautiful family in the front row. So we have have 25 minutes to have this conversation. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Tony, you and I have known each other for I think like almost... 18 or 20 years? Yeah, 20 years. I mean, your kids were babies. August 12th,
1: 1998. I was like
0: holding some of you. It's crazy. Oh, my God. Do you
1: really I'm know just, it? I'm just kidding. I'm like, I'm
0: like wow. That, was, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we've known each other for a long time. And, and we've watched each other grow and just experience life. And we do similar things. I mean, you've walked into, on accident, a lot of prophetic opportunities just like I have. Like, I feel like a lot of the things that I try and do intentionally... Um, are good, but the surprises are even better, like as you're aiming towards God, and you've had some incredible opportunities, and one of the things that people don't know about you who are here locally, especially, but people who are listening in our greater audience online, is that uh, if, they, if they have heard of you, they, they've heard of you in the context probably of Pastor Tony and Renaissance International, is it Renaissance International, am I yeah. saying that right? Yeah. And so, um, I've only been there a bunch of times, I'm sorry, uh, but... But the other thing that you do that's really fascinating is that you do consulting, and you've consulted businesses, and, and you really do it out of kind of a, the operation of your relationship with God. So you're not just going in like a leadership consultant and giving the five principles of how to be great. You're actually going in with Holy Spirit strategy, where the government of God shifts corporations who aren't even necessarily geared or centered around kingdom theology. So hello. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. Let's start down this path and talk about some of these stories. And especially for those, I'm, I'm glad some of your people in the room who don't get to always hear the bigger stories. Because sometimes you don't get to tell your own stories. You get to tell their story or you get to tell things that will inspire them. Tell us some stories, some highlights from the last season of where God's been using you in this consulting
1: well, can I take it back and yes. far as how I started? I would love that. And so through our friendship, first of all, we love you. Thanks for coming to Bakersfield. I'm so glad to you be know, here. And yeah, can we give Sean a big welcome? And you've really, you've really encouraged me. I've just been watching you. And you just, you just kept saying, press in, press yeah. in. You know, if God could use me, he could use anybody. And I, you know, you've been saying that for years. You know, even when people said, you know what, that's not true. You know, and so you've really pushed me into this realm.
0: And you knew me when I was just like a child in a way, you know, like we're both around the same age. I think I might be older than you, but you knew me when I was younger. So you actually knew when stuff started to emerge with me that I wasn't born gifted from birth, that I pressed in. So it was probably easier for you to go. Oh, if Sean could do that, I could do it. Because right. I say that, but you saw me when I was trying. And I was like, and God loves you more today than yesterday, which isn't even theologically right. correct, right? It's like I was just trying anything, yeah.
1: you know. But it was still good, though. It was still good. So. Maybe. But through that, you know, there's this aspect of risk, you know, that through the prophetic movement, as, as it began to mature and as people started catching it, yeah. you know, in a broader, um, broader sense, I just started stepping out. You know, and so I had this heart to change the world. And many of us are here because we want to change the world around us. Absolutely. But really, as I began to step out in risk, I realized before I change the world, I need to change first. Mm. Because the change around us is a byproduct of the change that happens internally within me. And so through the risk I take in my relationship with the Lord, I just began to do some crazy things. And I've always been a risk taker. Yes, you have. You know, and so I, mean, I could tell you here, right here in Bakersfield, there's an Albertsons off of Gosford and White Lane. How many of you know where that is? <laughs> right? That was my training place right there. I remember my wife was pregnant and she said, hey, hon, can you go get me some ice cream? It was like midnight, you know, so it's a great husband. I remember husband. those
0: days with my wife.
1: Remember that? You know, as a great husband that I am, um, I, I went out. Why are you laughing? Uh, and so I went out there and I was in the ice cream aisle. And I'm there in disguise there. And the Lord says, Tell Jose that I love him. Wow. And I thought, you tell him you love him. (laughs) (laughs) No, this was my internal conversation with God. I said, You tell him that you love him. And I'm like, You're racially profiling. You know, he's Jose. (laughs) Right? And and so so I'm trying to muster up this courage, you know, and my heart's thumping a million miles a minute. And I'm just going, okay, what flavor ice cream did she want again? You know, and finally I just, hey, you know what? I just felt like God telling me he loves you. Is your name Jose? He goes, no. Oh. So what did I do? I left Albertsons, and I went to Vaughn's on Ming (laughs) Avenue. And my wife texted me, going, what's taking so long? I'm like, don't worry about it.
0: That's amazing. You know,
1: and I... That was my that was the story of my life.
0: Did you find Hosea Bonds?
1: No. <laughs> no <I'm just> <laughs> uh, the ice cream brand. You know? yeah. <laughs> you know, but that was that was that's how I began. I just started stepping out because some of my faith heroes, like William Branham, yeah. you know, St. Paul Kane and you know, these ones, I just thought, you know what? God's a respecter of nobody. You know, and if he could use them that way, I'm just a common Joe. You know, and so uh, so I just started that way. And I remember going to Singapore one time, and everything changed. I'm sitting there, we're about to take off, and I'm reading, you know, I just pulled out my books and started reading, and the Holy Spirit, I felt a nudge, and He said, the lady on your left, her name's Elizabeth. Wow. I'm like, we're not, we haven't even taken off yet, God. Can you talk to me, like, when we're
0: landing? Exactly.
1: You know, I'm like, You don't think of that.
0: Like, make sure if you're going to give a word, it's in it's, the final descent. That's right. you're sitting exactly. next to the person the right, whole time. Right, It's and real. I do very good <laughs> opportunities that turned very bad because the person wanted to keep talking and I was exhausted. And very bad opportunities because I did it at the beginning and it didn't land. And they're like, oh, my gosh. So make sure. Emotional intelligence, that's 101. Right. That's right.
1: So I'm telling God, I'm trying to spend time with you. Don't interrupt me, you know? Yeah. and and finally I just I just felt I just I just felt out my I was sweating I was you know and I just said excuse me is your name Elizabeth and she looks at me she goes yes do I know you and I freaked out <laughs> I didn't know what to do I was like one moment <laughs> that's awesome god what okay so she she already knows her name now what? And, you know, and I had a Bill Johnson book. It was my wife's book, you know, and, and I, I was trying to, and I'm going, okay, I don't, what's the next step? I had no clue. And so I just said, God, what's next? And all of a sudden I get this picture of a white man with a beard, glasses, dark hair with Jesus. Wow. And I said, I don't know what this means. Can I just describe this picture to you? I just get this picture. And I described it to her and she began to sob. Wow. You know, and, and she said, my father just passed away, mm. and I didn't know if he was with God or not, oh. you know, and, and so that began my journey of, you know what, we can't, out of our own insecurity or to keep our own reputation, we cannot not risk yeah. because we're to be a blessing to everyone around us, you know, and so I from that point, I just said, God, I will do anything, you know, give up my reputation to make you real to other people.
0: It's so good, because it does get easier, right? I mean, now yes. you're, it's a lifestyle, but then there's certain challenges in it. Like, I was on the top, I just got back from I'm on the top of the upper room roof, and there's an uh, Orthodox Jew, and they don't believe in us prophesying to them, but I tried. And when I brought the interpreter, I'm like, I have a word for him. Like, you got to tell him, I was going to tell him about his mom and her name, I believe, and the whole thing. And I go, I'm a Christian, and God gave me, God of, Hebrew God, Jewish God, gave me a message for you. And he goes, it is forbidden. And he's like freaking out. And I'm like, no, 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 this is really good. I'll just give you Torah scripture. I won't tell you anything else. No. And he like freaked out. And, 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 it's, and I forgot. It's been 10 years since I've had somebody, because I could always start usually with, your name is June or whatever, you know, it's like, it's always started so well. And it started so bad and got worse. And I was like, <laughs> I forget how hard this is sometimes. You know, like it's, it really is, but it gets so easier that this is the first rejection on that level that I've had for 10 years. I just wanted to highlight that for those of you who are growing, because it does get easier. Now, take us on the journey from, you start to hear God, you start to trust your ability to hear from God, you start to go after faith risk, to how did you go from, and I don't want to go to the whole church story, yeah. because it's an amazing one, and it would take a long time to unpack. This one will too. But it's a story of how did you start consulting and then tell us some of stories.
1: It really began, I started helping, uh, help found a non here in town. Oh, wow. Uh, because we saw some of the justice issues, and with, you know, 18% unemployment, with up to 48% unemployment within the surrounding towns. I don't know wow. if you know that. One out of four children being in poverty, you know, with over 30,000 cases on TANF, with single moms, wow. with children, I just could not do something. You know, I, I, we have a heartbeat for this this transformation element yeah. of the kingdom. And so I got connected with some people and we began, we started this mentoring program. We prayed for the strategy, um, you know, we, we came in the relationship and the funding came in. And through that we just got some credibility. Wow. And from there it took, you know, from Bakersfield it got national attention. Huh. And that created a national platform and I got a phone call from one of the departments of the White House. Saying, we heard about your program. Can you come and share your program with us? So I went and presented. I was so intimidated. I didn't even know what I was doing. You know, it's a good thing I have an education in Bible theology and pastoral studies. <laughs> you know, it really helped me that. helped so much. You know, I, mean, I was so equipped for this. <laughs> you know, God's like, you're equipped. Therefore, I will use you in something you have no clue about. Yeah. You know, so you think God's going to use you in your strength. He does, and He uses us in our weakness.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and, and so then from there, um, the governor's offices started calling. Wow. Companies started calling, and we started creating public-private ventures in terms of um, bringing nonprofit and the corporate realm together to bring community transformation. That's beautiful. And and through that, again, I have no experience in this. So I just started desperately crying out to God going, I have no clue. You know, the, the business extent that I had was street pharmaceutical sales when I was younger. You know? And... <laughs> And so, I I mean, I was, you know, I was a CEO, COO, CIO, you know, when I was in junior high, high school, right? And so, so from that, I just sought the Lord. For those of you
0: here listening, Tony is an Asian American saying this, married to a white woman. And I love that he just said street pharmaceutical sales. That was like, so many of you missed that. Like, just slow down. Think about that.
1: It's all in the language. (laughs) So this is what happened. Long story short, Thanksgiving of 2006, I had an encounter with the Lord that was life transforming with Jill Austin when she was here in Bakersfield. Which is a prophetic in 2005. who would travel a, around and prompt, share
0: and right. prosper over people. That's
1: right. And so from that point, she told me, she said, Tony, get ready because you are born for visitations. Wow. And so 2006 Thanksgiving um, evening, after all the turkey and all the eating glory, um, I had a dream. And in the dream... This young girl, she was about eight years old, uh, maybe seven, eight. She came running to me in the dream, crying. She golden hair, glowing face, deep blue eyes. And in the dream, she said, are you going to reject me too? Mm. And I said, who rejected you? This is in the dream. She pointed back. I didn't know where she was pointing, but there, were, there was a trail of gems behind her. And, and I said, what's your name? I said, I'm not going to reject you. What's your name? And she said, my name's Sophia. And I woke up. Wow. The presence of God was in the room. And those of us who know the Greek, Sophia means wisdom. Yeah. And so I felt like the Lord invited me into this place to partner with the spirit of wisdom. Wow. And once I did that, all of a sudden something shifted because I'm not the smartest cat in the room. You know, I was known as a dumb one. I was known really in my family just, if you could just get into community college, it'd be a miracle. Wow. They They told me that. You know, I had pastors tell me, you're not anointed, you're not articulate, you're not very smart, don't ever go into ministry. Wow. Um, I was that guy. and they probably I just had, want to do a sozo for you. You, right know, now. <laughs> you know, not only twitch every other minute, you know. Uh, but so, and they probably had valid reason for that, you know. But something happened in that where all of a sudden, when, when I would walk into a room, and obviously I would just pray to the Holy Spirit and partner with Him, Holy Spirit, help me. And I just started getting phone calls. Can you come help me here? Come help me there. Well, tell me
0: about the time you were in Asia. Yeah. And the man said, can you come to my company? It was five hours away.
1: So I'm ministering in Asia, and there's a bunch of pastors and leaders, and near the end of the week, he says, will you come and bless my business? Of course. You know, so we hop in his car, and we're driving. (laughs) And I just thought it was on the other side of town, which would have taken still a couple hours. Two hours. Two hours three hours. I look at her translator and say, where are we going? Where's this?" She says, this place is a little over five hours away. I'm thinking, oh my goodness. Next time I'm going to see if someone, if an Asian ever comes and asks you to bless their business, find out where it is. Right? And so, so we show up. We go into the boardroom. His executives are all around the table. He sits there and he starts talking to them. My translator is translating and, she's, and he's saying, God brought Tony here from America. He hears God. He's going to tell us about our company to help us be more uh, profitable and productive. And he's going to tell you about your life because God talks to him.
0: And these people weren't saved.
1: These people were not saved, right? And so I think the CEO, the wife, and one of the executive assistants were saved in that room. The others didn't know Jesus. I look at my translator. I said, they think I'm a prophet. I'm not a prophet. She looks at me and goes, you better be today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best translator I've ever heard. You
1: know, no, she's, she's sharp. She went to Harvard, and you know, yeah. she got her education from, you know, the, and I'm going, I need a new translator. <laughs> and she just starts smiling. And so I started sharing about myself and just, hi, I'm, a, I'm first and foremost a husband. So, you know, I have three kids. I'm stalling. <laughs> going. Jesus, 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 Jesus.
0: That's a good prophetic truth. That's that's the greatest power. The gift of gab. Just say stuff until the anointing kicks in. This is good. Larry Randolph taught me that one. (laughs)
1: That's true. He said, Tony, just keep talking until he shows up. That's what he said to me. And so, so God showed up. All of a sudden, I get this thought. God speaks me through thoughts a lot. I'm not a huge feeler. I'm not a seer. I just get random thoughts. And I, I felt like Lord saying, there's someone here with lupus that I want to heal. So I thought, how do you do this in a boardroom? I said, I'm going to do it just like church. Because if it works in here, it works out there. Yeah. Right? If it doesn't work out there, it's just religious activity. And so I stood up and I said, does anyone around the room here have lupus? And this lady at the end, she raises her, she says, I have lupus. I've been in pain for years. Wow. And I said, Do you mind if I pray for you? Because my God is the healer and he's more powerful than lupus. And she's desperate, so she's, of course. I went over there and I just laid hand, just said, Simple prayer, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we cancel out lupus. I declare healing in the name of Jesus. The pain leaves her body and she starts weeping. Wow. She says, This is the first time in years without any pain, she accepts Jesus. It's awesome. Yeah. But see, this whole aspect of transformation, it just can't stop with salvation. So we need people getting saved, but we need a disciple, and we need, to, we need to see culture transformed. And so with that, I get this picture, you know, and it's starting to flow now, you know, so it's not so much about me anymore. You know, I'm starting to just, I get this picture of this unit device, and I'm describing it. I said, I don't know if this means anything but is there something you guys are working on with this? It looks like this. It looks like that guy runs out, comes back in, and he says, is it this? He's holding up a blueprint. And I said, I think that's it. And, uh, and I said, so where's it? And he said, this is in the R&D department. This is one of the projects we're working on. And I felt like the Lord told me and said, I'm breathing on this. If you bring it to the forefront, I'm going to increase the profitability that's of this so business. Good. And because that's what businesses do. The success of business, the bottom line is profitability. And so... Uh, so I shared that and one of the guys came up to me he kn- kneels down as an Asian man and, and he says where did you get this wisdom from he didn't you know, he didn't say any but the word wisdom really captured my attention he said where did you get this wisdom from and I said my God gave me this wisdom and he said if I make your God my God can I have this wisdom too wow you know, and I said you could have so much more than what I have. Because this is just a drop in a bucket. He says, I want your God. And he accepts Jesus as his yes. personal Savior and Lord. So good. And then a year later, I go back, and the businessman shows up. We have a meal together. And he says, Tony, he says, I don't know how, how you know this. How, he says, but we, we worked on that one product you told us to work on. And it increased our profitability by 25%. Ooh. You know, and, he, and so so we're, we're continuing to see this over and over. And I think the message that we all need to get as a body, to body of Christ is everyone has a pulpit. It's just not in the church. Yes. You have a pulpit with your name on it. It could be in arts and entertainment. It could be in government. It could be in uh, business. It could, it could be everywhere else where you're wanting to, you know, except where you're wanting to be. And so if you could embrace where God's put you, And start loving, you know, let your frustration work for you Mm. instead of be a curse. Mm. And the Lord spoke to me, because I live in frustration, just the way I'm wired, right? And the Lord spoke to me and said, Tony, you could use frustration, see it as a gift or a curse. Wow. He said, if you see it as a curse, it'll rule over you and you're subject to slavery and you'll never advance. But he said, if you see it as a gift, it becomes a doormat into solutions,
0: No, it's so good. My wife talks about this. She talks about me getting hangry. (laughs) You get angry? Hangry. When you're hungry and frustrated. Oh, hangry. And she said, you know, your spiritual hunger works like that. She goes, you get like, I'll watch you get frustrated about something, and then it turns into a redemptive word. She goes, people think that because you preach love, and your whole message is love and trying to get it grounded back into the, the body. They think that you start out loving towards these situations, but a lot of times you're frustrated, like I was frustrated with the Kardashian family, and I began to pray and go, God, these people are like the number one family on TV, are you serious? And I went from there to actually praying for them, to the point where four years ago, I started giving a word that there's going to be a salvation that comes from the family, then when it was Kanye, I was like, what if it's Kanye, let's pray for him to be a worship leader, and I kept going, and pretty soon I'm like, the whole family's going to get saved! Yeah. You know, like it just That's awesome. So, but I, I started out as a little bit of a spiritual jerk, and I don't know if you guys can relate to that. Like sometimes you get this place of frustration and it turns, I love what you said, it's either an entryway or it oppresses you. And hunger does the same thing. It's the same thing as natural hunger if you're a man or certain types of women who are low glycemic or whatever, but sugar, low, low sugar levels, you literally get like a different attitude when you're hungry and that could work for you or against you, right? And so I look at frustration as hunger. I thought that was a good point. Thank you, Tony. So
1: there's a prophetic frustration that we need to step into.
0: So talk about some of these opportunities. Let's go back to wisdom because I think with hearing God's voice, there's a metric that you could see things change. And you're seeing it with corporations and government, these different areas. And a lot of people, they preach a lot or they share a lot, but they're not recognizing the moments of change and transition. And they're not highlighting. They don't have the proof behind what they're saying. So, so wisdom kind of leads you on that journey. Talk about some of the changes you've seen through the prophetic.
1: I think, first of all, we need to understand the difference between intellect and wisdom. Mm. You could go to Ivy League schools and have incredible intellect, but if you don't have God, you have no wisdom. Yeah. Because wisdom only comes from God. His name is wisdom. It's a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And it begins with the fear of the Lord. So good. And so I think as Ones who want to grow in the prophetic, we need to get back into that foundation of that base of wisdom of fearing God again. You know, and, and from that place, advancing and also understanding what true transition is. Yeah. Because a lot of times we want our external world to change, but see, but the world's changing around us, but we need to understand transition is not external, it's internal.
0: Mm, that's good.
1: And so this whole world of transition. Look, year after year after year, we're in 2020 now, but some of us are stuck in 2010 (laughs) because we've never transitioned, even though change is happening. And so, the prophet in the prophetic movement, as prophetic people, you know, and, you know, and I say it this way there's a priesthood of all believers that we've stepped into, but there's a fresh revelation of the prophethood of all believers of John 10 that we all hear God's voice, I believe, is coming at a greater level. Yes. You know, and, but that transitional piece of, knowing that God he wants, it's, it's about what's inside of you that you birth that affects your outside world
0: okay so we only have a few minutes left tell us the riskiest thing you've ever done because God spoke to you that's my, always my final question if I can get to it I love this one because you have people like this who are willing to take great risks so on Panama
1: Lane there's a cemetery I was driving down, and I've always been one, God, I want, to, you know, I, want to, I want to raise the dead, right? And so I'm passing by, be careful what you ask God <laughs> and what you tell God, because he'll take you up on it. I remember one time, I was like, God, I want to raise the dead. He's like, you really? I'm like, yeah, he goes, what will you do? Anything. You know, but it was in a time of worship where it's all nice, and you're all in love, <laughs> you know, and you know, <laughs> you got to be careful during worship. He will wholly ambush you. You know? And so I'm driving down Panama Lane, and I I sense the Lord's voice, I get a nudge. You want to raise the dead? Not today, God. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, you really want to raise the dead? He's like, because I've called you to raise the dead. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, turn around and go into the cemetery. No. <laughs> And I, I'm battling God now. I'm like, m- maybe I really don't want to raise the dead. <laughs> Spiritually speaking, I will. You know, so, so what I do, what I do. You know, at the end of the day, through all my rationalizing and all this stuff, I try to rationalize, rationalize myself into obedience rather than away from it.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: You know, and so, so I made a U-turn. I came in, and there was a funeral, and people just oh started goodness. leaving I'm in my car, I'm shaking. And the Holy Spirit says, go lay hands on the coffin. I'm like, you lay hands on the coffin. <laughs> again, I'm just letting you into my internal conversation. I'm literally shaking in the car. My heart's beating. And I, again, rationalize myself into it. I'm like, "They'll think that I'm a friend. I came late to pay respects. I'm creating this facade world within me so I could actually obey God. Right? It's denial. It's redemptive denial redemptive is what I call denial. it. And so, so I thought, beeline to it and get the heck out of there. Right? So I get out of the car. I power walk to the thing. People, I'm smiling. I'm just like, no eye contact. Right? I get there. And I put my hands on. I say, in the name of Jesus, get up. In the name of Jesus, get up. And the Holy Spirit says, try knocking and I'm like all right three times third day churches third day resurrection I'm like in the name of Jesus get up and you know what happened nothing (laughs) I pretty much jogged back to my car shaking I turned my car I got out of that cemetery so fast you guys know what cemetery I'm talking about don't you and this is my training ground. And I, can, and I said, God, I feel so stupid. And the Lord said, I'm so proud of you. Wow. I said, God, I, I said, I'm, I'm shaking because... And he said, man, I'm so proud of you. He said, you're my boy. And he said, son, remember this. Your call is to obey. Let me take care of the outcomes. That right there freed me up. Wow just to be even a greater risk taker.
0: That is so good. Well, my friend, thank you so much for being a part of this. So enjoy you. Why don't, since we're here live, but also for our listening audience, why don't we pray just for radical obedience and wisdom?
1: Yeah. You know, the filling of the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of tongues took place, but what the people marveled at was the boldness of his people. And I believe that God is given the backbone back to the church amen Amen. and so let's pray father we thank you i just pray a blessing over everyone in this room i pray a blessing over central valley in this region and god i pray for a fresh filling of the holy spirit into every person that's listening to this podcast right now a fresh filling a fresh baptism God, a manifestation, a tangible manifestation of your presence, God. I pray, Lord, that you would take us, that you would set us on fire again. And, Lord, I pray that... You would loose our voice, that your sound would be loosed through the voice of your people, that you would raise up new prophetic voices, a new breed a prophetic generation, one sitting right here to be voices that would echo into every aspect of society because you are the God of all the life. And so, Father, I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, Lord, that we would know you more from the place of intimacy and the place of epinosis of experiencing you, God that we would go forth, God. And we thank you for the new sound that's coming forth from this place, the sound of your children, the sound of your prophetic voices, the sound of a new generation for California, this nation, and the nations of the earth for your glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said,
0: amen. 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 Thank you, my friend. Thanks so much. One of my favorite questions I get as someone who people tend to see as a prophetic person or a ministry leader is, will you mentor me? And I love this question and I haven't been able to do much with it for all these years because I've been teaching, writing books, these kinds of things, but the one-on-one is the hardest part. There's just not enough time especially for the thousands of requests we've gotten. Well, we came up with a solution called the Transiting God Mentoring Platform. And this is a platform where there's five videos a week along with an online coach who's going to answer your questions and you'll have question and answer videos, teaching videos, mentoring, other people videos where we're doing mentoring conversations. There's videos from other prophetic ministers and some you'll know really, really well who are sharing prophetic testimonies and stories of what works for them. You don't want to miss being a part of this community that's growing online because just subscribing monthly you're going to get all these videos every week into your mailbox and i know it's going to change your life as you have someone to process your prophetic journey with you and have these mentoring conversations with come join us at bowlsministries.com and click on mentoring you're going to love it thanks for listening to exploring the prophetic podcast i'm your host sean bowls I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlesministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles.